Welcome to Bed Crime Stories Podcast. I'm your host, T, and I hope you're having a marvelous day. Debbie Collier's daughter, 36-year-old Amanda, or Mandy Bearden, by the looks of her mother and stepfather's Venmo account, appears to be living a somewhat financially parasitic lifestyle. The Venmo account shows that all of Debbie and Steve's Venmo payments were made to Amanda Bearden. So I ask you now, why would the one for $2,385 suddenly be made by someone other than Debbie or Steve or someone who knew the login to that account or someone who forced Debbie Collier to log into that account and make that transaction? And why would it surprise anyone that the monies were for Amanda Bearden? I mean, all the other Venmo payments were made to Amanda. It looks like Amanda's mom, Debbie, likely sent the various Venmo payments, and she carefully, aside from one, documented what the monies were for. There's one for a battery, perhaps for a car battery, prior to Amanda and Andrew's road trip home to Athens, Georgia, one for gas, one for a prescription refill, and one that's unlabeled, and of course, the large one that was sent with the cryptic note alluding to Debbie Collier being held hostage. Who other than Debbie, Steve Collier, and Amanda would have known about the Venmo account? I guess Amanda's boyfriend might have been aware of it because he was living with Amanda, but who else? I can't think of anyone. Along with being somewhat financially dependent on her mother, 36-year-old Amanda, who should have flown the familial coupe long ago, is also a repeat offender, a lawbreaker. Many of the incidents for which Amanda was arrested are tied to what appear to be turbulent relationships with her boyfriends. Having a child like Amanda who gets in trouble with the law repeatedly and who has numerous DV incidents with boyfriends in which she, Amanda, was the aggressor would have no doubt caused Debbie Collier much pain. Collier, her ex-husband, and maybe her second husband, Steve Collier, may also have had to bail Amanda out of the clink at times. Perhaps they hired a lawyer to represent Amanda. Amanda's troubles with the law would also have affected her brother, Jeffrey. Were there arguments in the home? Did the parents fight with each other over the best way to deal with their troubled daughter? Did Jeffrey feel any shame about having a sister who went to jail? The whole family suffers in these types of situations. I know because my family was in the same situation for many, many years. It takes a major emotional toll. And I think the stress can shorten a person's life. 
From what I can see, Amanda Bearden's rap sheet started on August 19th of 2008, when she would have been 22 years old. Amanda got into an argument with her then-boyfriend, someone other than her current beau, Andrew Geigerich. For that incident, Amanda was charged with obstruction of officers. However, this charge was later dropped after Amanda completed a pretrial intervention program. Amanda's next offense came in 2012 when she faced multiple charges. The incident also stemmed from an argument with a boyfriend. I'm going to use the word bat as in baseball bat to refer to the DV charge Amanda was charged with. YouTube doesn't like that word. For this incident, Amanda was charged with two different types of bat, as well as disorderly conduct and trespassing. Her boyfriend at the time told the cops that he had to hold Amanda back as she broke his video game. Officers also noticed marks on the man's chest and back and handprints on both his arms. Amanda admitted the fight was entirely her fault, and she pleaded guilty to the disorderly conduct charges. The rest of the charges were then dropped, and she was sentenced to 12 months of probation in order to take anger management courses and in order to have no contact with her boyfriend. So those are two incidents where we see that Amanda Bearden has a bad temper and a temper that she cannot control at times. In both incidents, Amanda was the one using her fists. It makes me wonder where this anger comes from. What has led Amanda Bearden to having explosive anger inside of her that she cannot control? In 2013, Amanda, then 27, broke her probation when she attempted to provide a fraudulent sample to a drug testing lab. I'm assuming this means that Amanda tried to use someone else's urine for the drug test and she got caught. This led to her being sentenced to 30 days in the local jail. Then, in 2015, Amanda was charged with shoplifting. Next, we seem to have a break from 2016 until 2021. I can't find any arrest records for Amanda during this period. That quiet time was then broken in 2021 when Amanda called the police to report that her boyfriend, 27-year-old Andrew Geigerich, had violated a no-contact order and was banging on her front door. She accused Andrew of DV and of breaking into her home. The police later found out that Geigerich was actually living with Amanda at that location, so they charged Amanda with filing a false report. Andrew was also arrested that day for violating a no-contact order, and Andrew was captured on a police officer's camera during this incident. In the footage, which I'll play at the end of this video, we can see Andrew telling the officer 
that Amanda was stealing money from him for drugs. And we know that Amanda showed the police a threatening note in green magic marker that she claimed Andrew had written and major bruising on her shoulder that she claims he caused. Andrew's alleged note said that if Amanda or any of her family members come near him again, he was going to hurt them. Because Andrew is an amateur MMA fighter, I'm sure that threat was taken seriously. But then again, we've seen through this incident in 2021 that Amanda has no problem lying. Maybe she's the one who wrote that note. She made a false report to the cops, right? And in that 2013 incident, Amanda attempted to provide someone else's urine for her drug tests. Remember the story about the little boy who cried wolf? After a while, you don't know what to believe. Amanda's current boyfriend, Andrew Geigerich, has also had his run-ins with the law. He was charged for driving under the influence, which later was changed to reckless driving. On that same day, he was charged for possession of marijuana. He also said he had an ankle monitor on at the time, which led him to make a plea deal. I'm not sure what that ankle monitor was on him for, perhaps the no contact order. Andrew wrote in my comments that he felt that he was screwed in that plea deal, which points to him not taking full responsibility for his actions, in my opinion. And despite Andrew having a no contact order in 2021, he's currently living with Amanda in that house her stepfather owns. It cannot have made Debbie Collier happy to see her daughter back with Andrew Geigerich. I would imagine she was afraid that he might use his MMA skills to hurt Amanda and cause more bruises like the one Amanda said Andrew gave her during that 2021 altercation. And that bruise is such that I don't think Amanda could have given it to herself. So what do we see from all of this? Here's what I see. One, Amanda Bearden seems less mature than her age of 36. I say this because she seems to be financially dependent, at least to some degree, on her mother and stepfather. We see that from those Venmo transfers and from the fact that she's living in a house owned by her stepfather. I'm not sure if Amanda pays rent for that privilege or not. Two, Amanda has a pattern of lying to the authorities. She isn't afraid to fill out a fake police report, and she wasn't afraid to try and pass off someone else's pee as her own during that drug test. And three, Amanda has a violent temper that she sometimes cannot control. Knowing that Amanda and Andrew moved back to Athens, Georgia, two days before Debbie disappeared, is hard to ignore. And then there's the alleged fighting that a neighbor claims to have heard on Friday night at the Collier home, in which a young woman's voice was heard screaming. Amanda has also said she was at the Collier home on Friday. Are all these things unfortunate coincidences, or are they related 
to what happened to Debbie Collier. Patterns are hard to ignore, and they often tell us something and put it right in our face. Until the next time on Bed Crime Stories. Now do me a favor, please smash that like button, leave me a comment, and subscribe if you're not yet subscribed. Take your money from my card. And that's the only reason we've had any contact, because every week she takes five or six hundred dollars from my check. And I just don't see how that's right. And she goes she goes and does dope with my money. Like I feel. I've made over thirty, forty thousand dollars this year and I'm completely broke because she spends it all on drugs and my issue there, there's clothes in the house that is mine. If so mm. could you tell me what happened when you came over here this morning. I asked for my clothes and she said I needed to leave. So, I mean I just got here. I I haven't done anything wrong. That window has been broke. Can I just leave if she's not going to give me my stuff? I really haven't. Uh, I mean, I'm just trying to figure out what's going on because, you know, beating on somebody's door this early calls and seeing it. I mean, I'm like, stuff's been stolen or whatever. She said to not ring the doorbell for the cop. I just knocked on the door a couple times. I haven't done anything that they're saying. They've already made false charges against me before. So y'all were talking through the door at each other? But I mean, if, if she wants me to leave, I'll leave. I, I didn't know. Alright, man. Stand. Can I just go? Just stand by with me so he can talk to her. What's your name? Andrew. Andrew. I just want to be done with her. I mean, Have y'all... She's been cheating on me. She's been doing drugs. I've never done any drugs in my life. Have y'all had police involved before in y'all's business? Yeah, and that's why I'm trying to get my money back because we're not supposed to have contact, but she's taking $500 each check. Why aren't y'all supposed to have contact, Andrew? Because... Is there like a, a court order? I guess so. I don't know. I went to court a while back, but... Did you get arrested? I've been arrested before. Well, the last time I got arrested because they falsified whatever. I mean, her mom, dude, I, I don't know what the issue is here. I don't know why I'm so unliked. I, this girl got hit by a car, and I've taken care of her. I, I don't know what the problem is. Let's get in the shade. Over I would here. just like to, I mean, I, I work hard. I just, Where do you work at? Williams-Sonoma. Williams-Sonoma. Okay. I just want to know why it's okay for her to steal six hundred dollars a week from me, and okay. I can't do anything about it. It's not okay. So we're here now. So because last time we can I went out. to court, I mentioned that, and what they say. I mean, well, it's they pushed it back till another day. So like, how is she? How does she have access to your money? Well, long story short, when we were together. My phone broke. Long story short, I mean, she's manipulated me into all the where she could have all my money, basically do whatever she wants to me, kick me out whenever she wants, you know, basically just do whatever. And it's okay because I'm a man. There's nothing I can do about it, like other than just let her do it and or leave. You but know? how does she? I'm, I'm asking. Well, 
how, long how story you... short, I didn't have a phone because uh-huh. my phone broke. So we, this is the dumbest mistake I've ever. We linked our our cards together so her she can send herself money mm-hmm. from my card. But so I mean, the first person to touch my money is her, and it's usually five or six hundred dollars. Where do you work? So how do you get paid through your job? Uh, well, I just recently um, switched it to a paper check, so she couldn't do that. And okay, so uh, so you kind of took care of that problem. Yeah, but I mean, it's still three, four thousand dollars that. It, you know, you got to go to court for something like that. If she's not willing to give you the money back, you got to take her to court, a civil court. Um, because y'all live together, so it's a civil issue. Um, well, we don't live together anymore. Y'all did, though. Okay. So, I'm just y'all... trying to figure out, because I've told her, like, hey, don't take any... ...for going to all the different places that I thought she would go, like Walmart, Ulta. I mean, I drove around for at least two hours. giving woman thank you. She didn't deserve any... I just want them to ride in hell. Like, I do, sir. I just, I mean, it's not going to take my pain away. I know it's not. But I want justice for my mom.